Welcome back to the Starting Strength Podcast. Uh, we're here with our friend Joey Gayona from uh, Wichita Falls Athletic Club. Joey's not from Wichita Falls Athletic Club because people aren't actually born here. But he's training with us now, and uh, he came to us from uh, Virginia uh, from a Starting Strength affiliate in uh, uh, the north of Norfolk. What's, what's Danielle's? The Hampton Roads, is that the name of the place? So he was out there. Joey's been reassigned here to Shepherd Air Force Base as an, as an instructor pilot. And we were talking the other day about uh, G-forces and uh, the, uh, the talent it takes, the talent and ability it takes to overcome their effects in the airplane. And I know this is kind of a dry topic to some of you. And those of you that are not interested in aviation and engineering and geek out on, you know, hardware and that sort of thing, just turn off the podcast because you're not going to enjoy this. The rest of you who are fellow uh, military uh, aircraft warfare uh, aficionados will enjoy what we're going to talk about. Uh Nick thought this would be a good topic, and it, and the more I thought about it, the the more interesting it got to me as well. Because we have helped several people that were having trouble out here getting through the G-force test. Uh, Joey, tell us a little bit about uh, G-forces in the aircraft. What causes them? Uh, their effect on your ability to uh, fly the aircraft and uh, how they're tested for in terms of a pilot's ability to withstand them. And what do you do if you fail the test? Well, uh, a lot of them are, uh, I mean, it's caused by turning the air, airplane quickly. So mm -hmm. uh, even on airliners, you'll feel a little bit of G-forces um, as they turn. It's just, you know, it's one and a half to maybe two if they're banking a lot. But mm -hmm. you take any of the other uh, training aircraft or the you know, fighter aircraft and you know, you're doing high speeds, roll and pull really hard, you're going to increase the number of uh, G's that you feel. The cause is and centrifugal force. You just kind of, the airplane's right. going that way, your body's still going that way, and it kind of pulls you down into the seat. Well, the airlines have got a, a, a turning protocol in place, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, usually they, it's 30 they, degrees of bank. You know, they, don't, they don't allow their pilots to even though an airplane, uh, even of that size, is capable of pulling a lot of Gs, yeah. applying a lot of Gs. Yeah, they, every aircraft th will have its they don't, limit. They don't ever even get anywhere close to that, do they? Well, yeah, that would lose them customers. They yeah. wouldn't really like I it. I think it'd be cool. I kind of feel kind of neat to be smashed down in your seat. You know. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, same thing as roller coasters. You go, yeah. you go hit some right. of the fun roller coasters, you're feeling Gs. You know, sure. When they whip around, they're... That's part of the Pulling thrill, the man. Yeah, that's part of the thrill. Yeah, and you know, but the lay public is in there, worried that the plane's wings are going to come off if they yeah. pull too many G's. Yeah, they don't do that. Not usually. Not, unless Not you usually. Really it's real bad if they do that. There'll be other problems. Yeah, if they're doing that, besides just the angle of the turn and stuff. Yeah. So in a in a in an aircraft. Uh, Say T-38, our normal Air Force entry-level trainer. Uh, what are the G-forces that that thing can actually generate? 
And let, let's uh, well, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. G force is the the force of acceleration down into the seat produced by centrifugal force. Essentially, it yeah. mimics the force of gravity. Correct. And that's why it's referred to as G force. Yeah, like right? you and I are at one G. Right. Just right so. here at one G. Mm. Right. And uh, the only way we could be at two Gs sitting here is if the Earth suddenly doubled in mass. It's not going to do that. Therefore, an increase in G-force is always attributable to uh, centrifugal force. At least, yeah, in, the in, a, in a moving system, right? I haven't thought it through like that, but... I'd well, say we, that, yeah. we're pedantic here. So that's, that's essentially what's going on, isn't it? You're being slung at the end of a radius of some of some length, uh, and you're being slung through an angle, yeah. and that angular acceleration produces centrifugal force down, probably parallel to the uh, centrifugal force. Right. Yes. Yeah. So you were asking how do we train for it. You got the uh, centrifuge, and literally it's just that. It's a, you know, center point, an arm, mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, box on the end. It swings right. swings out. Counterweight. As you go faster. So he's or talking about the testing centrifuge. Tell us about that. Where is this located? Uh, I actually don't know right now because they, from when I went through it to now, mm -hmm. it's moved around to where we send guys. They but move it to portable. No, no, it's not that. It's just which bases are doing <laughs> it as we you know, right. downsize and everything else. So um, I'm pretty sure there's one in San Antonio at Randolph. There's one out in Lemoore, California is where I went. Mm -hmm. um, but And there's one out in Alamogordo, but that one, uh, New Mexico, right. that one's probably gone. But so yeah, why did they build these centrifuges? To make sure you don't pass out. To see if you can take the G-force. Correct. Right? Like, as a pilot. Yes, so do they test you in this centrifuge, and the centrifuge just slings you in a circle, and that the velocity of acceleration and the length of the of the of the segment at the end of the of the pivot produces the g-force, right? So they do they test you in this centrifuge? Yes. Before you ever fly, the uh, primary trainer, like for me, it was the T thirty seven. Mm -hmm. And now it's a T6 out there, and that's right. what I instruct. No, they won't test it then. But when you go to T38s, mm -hmm. that's when they'll uh, make sure that you can um, do the G-forces. Mainly because the T6, when you teach that, guys mm -hmm. uh, in other air ba uh, <coughs> pilot training bases in the Air Force, they're not all going to fighters. Right. Some of them will track out to heavies where it's like, right. you know, a two, you know, one and a half G-turn. Right. And that's, that's all, all they, they do. That's all I got to do. Right. So, uh, so they won't even test those guys, the heavy Flyers. Anybody primary? No, they won't test them. It's usually after your primary training in the T6, and right. that's and you're going to a fighter track. Right. Uh, then they'll so the next them. plane's the T38, and then yeah. you, then you get the test. Yes. Will a, a a guy flying heavies ever be in the in the test centrifuge? Um. From rate, other UPD bases, probably not. Right. Um, here at Shepard, it's a little different because we have uh, NATO allies and stuff. So mm -hmm. everybody goes through T-38s and other Air Force bases. Oh, really? Not everyone goes through T-38s. Right. They'll track over to a um, essentially a uh, business jet. So Shepard sends more people 
through the track that requires G-force testing and yeah, that's pretty it. much that's, all the other That's bases. all they do. They only right. have T6s, T38s, and that's it. Other right. bases, uh, like I went to Columbus, mm -hmm. they have a T6, and then they'll track to a T1, which is kind of the business jet, and those are the guys right. going transpo and, uh, and refueling, and then they'll have a T38 as well. So, so when you get ready to go do your G-force test, uh, you're down there a week, and they... Yeah, it's like Take you down to the facility bike. and you mm -hmm. go look around and they show you what you're going to do and then they uh, yeah. feed you a bunch of chili dogs and then put you in the... Well, yeah, oh, no, that would that'd be, be funny. That would be wrong. You, there's, good YouTube, there's already good YouTube videos of people in there, but yeah, they'll, they're in there, they'll, depending on the aircraft you're going to fly, so they'll have one for the 38 and then if you go um, like F-16s, they'll have a side stick so you can practice mm -hmm. pulling Gs in there versus... Uh, like the Eagles will have a center stick, so they'll, they'll simulate it that way. Uh, essentially, they then, you know, tell you what the profile is. They sit you in there, strap you in. All right, here we go. They start Just spinning. Wind up. you up. And then they'll say, um, they'll do uh, different different profiles as they, you know, pull, say we just do a 4G pull. Okay, let off, kind of get you warmed up. Oh, so they let you control it or they're controlling yeah. the thing? There's both. So you can let off if you start to gray out, if the right. blood's not staying in your brain because you're not squeezing hard enough. Right. Um, you, can, you can release it um, or you keep holding it and think that oh, I'll just get it back and then you pass out. And those are some of the funnier videos you'll find on YouTube. Of All right. So let's fuck you chicken. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's back up again. Uh, why do you, do you pass out under G force? Just like, Everybody reason. wants to know what well, the hell's going on here. Why? Same. What's wrong with pulling ten Gs? Why can't you pull ten Gs? You can. Like, well, there's a you can, but I can't. Nick can only pull one point two. I can two. do two. You think you'd two. do two Gs? Yeah. Well, it's uh, you passed out on American Airlines before. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. Yeah. On the final approach into DFW, Nick <laughs> drool. So okay. what, what's what's what does G force do? It, what's the problem? It's here? just like uh, don't make me pull this out. Of oh no, it's it's like standing up too quick. Your right. blo the blood pressure uh, pushing blood to your brain is is not high enough. So the centrifugal force that acts on your body is also acting on the fluid in your body. So it pulls. So it in other words, it down. slings the blood out of your head. Yeah. If you were upside down, it would sling the blood into your head. Yeah, but we don't do that, so we're because we don't fly upside down. Mm -hmm. So it slings the blood out of your head. Blood pressure in the brain drops mm -hmm. to a blood point supply. that's unsustainable for consciousness, and you gray out, right? And you perceive this as you perceive this as a visual effect. Yeah, yeah is, that, you, is that primarily you'll, you'll what? First, it'll first gray out, and then you'll you'll hear you'll so just peripheral vision kind of. Yeah, it goes closes in. Yeah, and then then it'll then it'll kind of just it'll you just your you side picture kind of collapses. Yeah, you don't see anything, and you can hear stuff, and then if you pass out, you don't really know you pass out until you wake up again. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no perception of the time while you were while you're passed out. Correct, and that's the issue with if it happens airborne. That's like tequila. <laughs> Not exactly. Not but exactly. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Same uh, so you then you wake back up and everything's fine. Well, right? uh, the problem is you don't just wake up like, hey, how's it going? Right. It's you wake up and you're you, and you're groggy and disoriented. Well, and you're 
the funny videos you'll see the funky chicken the, the, your body twitches the, the, as it kind of like sure. re reboots the, the spasms and, and the, what would that be called it's not really a seizure it's a no but it's just it would be a lot of lifters then, have had this happen to them as they black out under yeah. the bar because of the of the effect of the bar on your carotid sinuses and stuff and you get a little vasovagal syncope and your your the the visual field collapses and in fact you start to to have some system-wide spasms uh right before you uh black out and uh so we've experienced this in the weight room too but it's uh I would imagine it's completely different if you still have the force acting on your body that caused the caused the blackout to begin with. So you're out for the period of time mm -hmm. during which the blood is is during which your blood pressure, your cranial blood pressure, is dropped to the point where you, that it doesn't sustain consciousness. Yeah, the right? blood flow is just not there. And then you wake up and you slowly regain capability and how long, what's the maximum amount of time that takes that you're shaking around and... I don't have a good, I don't, I don't have it quick, but, you know, 30 seconds, two minutes. I mean, it can take a while because then you're awake and then you can, I can hear you. Right. And it's like, you know, pull up, pull up, do it now, pull up. And you're right. like, uh-huh, I should do that. And it's like, oh, that's right. me. I need to do something. At that point, the airplane could have, you know, pitched so down. So during this know. period of time when you're not conscious... The airplane can fall out of the sky. Because you're not controlling it anymore. This is why we don't want this to happen. Okay? I wonder if there are any... Do, do fighter aircraft have compensation mechanisms? Does the, does the airplane sense that, hey, the guy's blacked out, I better fly? Uh, it Surely. doesn't have, like, the sense of the pilot doing it, but it has a sense of the airplane. So it's right. actually The airplane senses itself. Very recently, the Air Force has it. You can look up auto GCAS, like, ground collision avoidance system. There's right. been at least two saves in the last, like, year or two. Oh, cool. Like, you know, 600 knots cool. towards the ground. 9G airplane pool. says, this isn't sustainable. Yeah. And 9G and, pool. Right. You know, saves them. And, you know back to level flight even though it subjected the unconscious pilot to an un another nine g's yeah but it's better hey, than, you know better than the destroying the city of manhattan yeah you know well maybe not maybe not <laughs> maybe not uh well okay uh so i think we have a clearer picture of what's going on uh when the airplane turns a, a sharp enough radius at a high enough velocity mm. then G-force is applied to the pilot. G-force produces unconsciousness. We obviously can't have that. So what do we do? Oh, yeah. What do we do? What if the test reveals? What if the G-force test in the centrifuge that reproduces this uh, G-force effect, the centrifugal effect, what if the G-force test demonstrates that you can only pull four Gs? Usually it's resting is usually anywhere between two and four, depending on the individual. The thing we have to do is the G strain, which ironically, it's the only other place I've heard referenced a uh, Valsalva mm -hmm. is in the book here uh, for right. starting strength. So you end up being taught to, uh, before you apply G-force, squeeze your legs like calves, thighs, especially your butt, a lot of people forget, and then squeeze your abs. And that kind of does the, you know, the uh, toothpaste thing, you squeeze from the bottom right. and, and hold. So it squeezes right. the blood out of there. You hold it. Well, and then I, I tell you, more than squeeze the blood out of there, which it really can't do, what it does is produce an increase in peripheral vessel pressure. 
mm-hmm. which would decrease the amount of volume that the blood flow moving down yeah. with the gravity vector, with the centrifugal vector, could occupy in your leg. So that pressure thing mm. is uh, from the legs up. In fact, you have a suit that does that too. It helps right? about 1G, Help, yeah. Helps a little bit. 1G, yeah. Uh, a lot of it's actually like the, the weight belt in the gym where it's, it's not a, supporting it's you. It's proprioceptive just... feedback. It tells you to squeeze. Exactly. Reminds you to squeeze yep. that. And then uh, after the... Uh, after you've pressured up your legs and hips and lower abs, then you take a big breath and hold it. Yep. And what do you think that does? That increases the cranial pressure. It supports what we call the vascular column, which would be the, the major vessels, both arteries and veins, going up into the head. And puts pressure on those and squeezes those down and further reduces the ability of the, of the blood to flow down away from the sling. I guess that'd be the best way to say it. It just it just tightens all of those structures up and keeps the blood from flowing out of your head quite so quickly and quite so efficiently. Uh, so if if you know how to do that, if you're if you've got your G4 suit on and you've squeezed from the toes all the way up to the lower abs, legs, hips, the whole thing, take a big valsalva. Mm-hmm. How many G-forces can you pull? How many Gs can you pull? It's whatever you can take. Whatever the individual can tolerate. Yeah, and for right? how long is also the other question. So you get F-16s, uh, you get a good little nose down and afterburner, and they pull, and they can just hold 9 Gs for you know, two, three minutes, however how much altitude they're going to spiral down. I mean, right. it's indefinite because the plane can fly, but you know more Gs than you can. Right, sure. Uh, the other thing is... The airframe is always capable of pulling. yeah. Far more than the uh, human. Yeah. Right. And then the, also holding that you know chest full of pressure, you gotta uh, every three to four seconds do a quick uh, exchange of air. Yeah, and that just kind of helps. It gives the heart like a little pressure yeah. change. And just like we do when we are pushing the prowler. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The heavy prowler. Yeah. Right. What's the? Is there a way to measure how many G's? The, the pilot is pulling? Yeah, yeah. We, there's G meter in the plane. G meter in the plane. So mm-hmm. it's assumed that the G meter in the airplane, if the aircraft is pulling 9 Gs, then the pilot is being su- subjected to 9 Gs. Yes. So how many can you pull? You, Joey. Right now? Right uh, now. Anywhere, probably seven. I just haven't practiced in a while. I mean, I right. flew F-16s, I could pull nine. I did the profile. But then right. you're not pulling that every day, um, depending on aircraft configuration. But yeah, I mean, it's. The What's the most thing. you've ever been under? Nine. I don't think I've over G'd, so nine. Nine yeah. and ten would, or nine and a half would over G you? Or? Over G the plane. Like, oh. like, so what's the, what's the airframe G? Uh, like published rating. would be nine G's. Nine G's is the official number. Yes course you have as you know engineering right. you know safety factors so the wing aren't going to snap off at 9.1 but you know, right then you got to go land tell maintenance help them because you're the pilot that broke it and pull panels to make sure wing spars aren't broken or anything else look for cracks yeah x-ray the bolts that kind of shit yep right so if you over g the aircraft it has to be has to be uh inspected what if you over g you 
Well, you get inspected too, or you just are assumed to be all right. Yeah, you're fine. Like, right. The, usually, if you're overgeing yourself, that means you've blacked out and you're probably the smoking hole. In you the probably healed up. <laughs> you're a smoking hole. You're a lawn dart. Yeah. You've lawn darted the thing in. So, uh, what do you have to be able to do? Here's the, here's the, the, the good question. How many G's do you have to be able to pull to get into a fighter pilot program? As many as is required by the plane you're going to fly. Right. So strike eagles have a, a lower profile just because of often what they have for configuration. So, mm -hmm. you know, Vipers, 16s will have a 9G profile. I think eagles have a 9G as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it just depends. Like if you want to, whatever you want to fly, you got to be What's able to What's the A-10? Probably lower G. For yeah, the I'm sorry. I don't know that one. Right. I just haven't asked. Probably less than nine. That's such a cool airplane. It is. That's a cool airplane. We're all big fans of the A-10. You guys, Congress, keep that in mind. You're liable to have a backlash. Like that deal when, when you guys decommissioned the SR-71. Rotten bastards. So... Uh, the, uh, the, the, the test in the centrifuge, mm -hmm. what does that involve in terms of, for, well, all right, for instance, I had a, uh, a female officer come in here several years ago and she was, uh, she had failed the test in the centrifuge one time and, uh, wanted, uh, want a little help with the thing. And so uh, uh, what, we, what we did was I had her put, she was underweight. I had her put on about 20 pounds. She didn't appreciate that. But I got her squat from no squat at all up to 145 for sets of five. Mm -hmm. And uh, this would this be the subject of a, of a subsequent question, but the Air Force doesn't seem to understand that the squat's kind of the way you want to, you know, do this because of the nature of the squat. Uh, and she went back and and just murdered the test the second time. Yeah, no surprise. And I, she gave me a nice little plaque in there on the office, and I appreciated having that, and I uh, hope she's doing well. She was going to go to the A-10, in fact. Uh, the, uh, the test in the centrifuge, uh, you've described it earlier. The pilot controls the stick sometimes. I guess the, the test operator is also capable of controlling the stick to simulate a, uh, uh, an unanticipated G-force event, subject mm -hmm. the pilot to see if he can do, deal with a G-force event he hadn't actually instantaneously prepared for because he initiated it. Something fails, right? Well, so yeah, they they won't snap G's on you unknowingly. Like, they want you to do it. They want you to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I would have assumed that they would have said, "All right, here's a wreck coming up," and then just run you up to seven and see what see how good you are at dealing with that. No, because well, usually you're the one flying, so you're going to do it. Theoretically, yeah. I mean, there's no, <laughs> you know, not not along for the ride on. Most, right. Well, I yeah. all right, all right, I got that. I was yeah. I was talking about in the in the event of some kind of catastrophic failure. So an example of what you're asking about, a guy, um, sim instructor at uh, Columbus when I was there, had an airplane, uh, T-38s were starting to have wing, wings fall off. 
like not fall off, but like snap. And it was some. Oh, that's bad, know, isn't it? It is bad. And it was just an essentially, you know, look what they were looking for. Um, they hadn't known they need to look for that. So when he went to do a loop in a T38, as he pulls, wing snaps off. Um, and it, it sends him into kind of just, you have one wing that's working and you're going really fast and one wing that's not there. So, so you got an airfoil you know, on one side, so you spin. Doing so there, right. there would be an example of like an uncommanded, unanticipated G loading, right. positive and negative. Exactly. As far as I know, since last time I went to the centrifuge many years ago, we don't test for that. But that was one mm. where he said, yeah, I was, you know, reached down, trying to reach and pull the ejection handles uh, at the time they were on the side. He's out, student's out, they survive. Um, wow. But yeah, plane doesn't, of course. But no, that would be a, that would be an example of uncommanded, unanticipated right. G load. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's what know, I'm referring to, and I just wondered if they if they tested for that. No. But that's I guess that'd be real difficult to even simulate in a yeah in a in a centrifuge because there just wouldn't be any way to. I guess you'd have to have them actually have a way to spin the capsule. Oh yeah, it'd be yeah. That'd be a horrible mess. Yeah. Well, I just hope you guys figure it out if it ever happens. <laughs> Pretty when much. the wing comes off. Yeah. Uh, so for the, the profiles there, they'll run through warm-up. Then they do uh, simulated um, profiles in the uh, of just a 30-second you know, pull or a one-minute pull or, you know, and, and different G loadings. Just kind of mm -hmm. just like here, you got to warm up a little bit before you throw a heavy, bar, a heavy weight on the bar. Same thing there. You do a warm-up, yeah, three to four, four to up. five. Stress ramp up. Get, get, like your, get your blood pressure up. Your body's like, ah, I'm about to do something. Um, and then – Okay, let's hit it. You know, a couple different runs at nine G's, and then you're done. Right. So, that's that's usually it. Now, just like your example, if someone's not strong enough, or maybe they're too, you know, emphasize aerobic too much, and the blood just goes to their feet. Right. They're going to have issues. Right. Uh, even what I've seen throughout the years, even if they make it, it's like their body just has issues because it doesn't have the musculature to support right. then have the yeah. muscle mass to support. to support the vascular column so what is the current approach used by the air force when somebody fails the test they'll emphasize you know anaerobic training or, and strength training but it's not barbell what do they training. mean by anaerobic training like sprints or getting yourself used to I haven't, I haven't had to look at it, so I'm gonna, this is a, might be a little dated, so apologies to Air Force physiologists that are correct right. on it. But essentially a strength, a strength training program, what I recall, it's usually like leg press, you know, kind of extension, it, machine stuff, not mm -hmm. integrated multi-joint barbell training. Right, because barbells, of course, are dangerous. They require coaching. They require coaching that Air Force physiologists are unable to provide, so... We'll just get on the machines. Well, Joey, why? Well, what, they, what is the what is the is it not obvious that a squat, the loaded when you take a squat out of the rack and you set up, squat down and stand back up, that there is no more specific practice for pulling g-force than a squat rep how, would, how is that not obvious to yeah i these mean people i read an article recently by a physiologist at uh, randolph in san antonio and mm -hmm. it because it had you know strength training and i'm like well let's see what they say and it kind of it kind of emphasized a few things and he had a certification from 
you know, yeah. places. That that place besides those. Exactly. Right. And right. I was like, eh, it, it emphasized strength training, but it wasn't too emphatic about the barbell. It wasn't against it, but right. it, it wasn't like, yeah, hey, they're do all right squats. if you want to use them. Yeah. Right. They don't, but they didn't, the, the most obvious thing is sitting right in front of them. Yeah, this is what puzzles just, me about this whole deal. Yeah, just you takes. take a loaded barbell, a heavy barbell, out of the rack on your back, squat down, uh, or take a great big giant Valsalva, mm. squeeze everything from the floor to the barbell, squat down and stand back up. How do you practice more efficiently for G-force than that? Uh, it's better agree. than a deadlift. It's better than a press. It's better than anything you can do on a machine. And it's far better than just getting in the centrifuge. Yeah. Because it's incrementally increasable. Hmm? And I don't I don't understand why they don't understand. This is one of the this has always fascinated me since since I was presented with this problem years ago. Uh, I asked her, is is anybody out there ever offered to uh, to show you how to squat and put you on a squat program. You, you're obviously underweight. You, you need to squat. This is the squat. Here's the squat. Do this. Does that kind of feel like it's going to prepare you for G's, especially if we go up five pounds every workout for several months? And she said, well, yeah, but no, they want me to run. Want me to run, want me to sprint. So it's just, once again, it's just laying there waiting to be understood and here it isn't understood and it's it's interesting but maybe somebody will see this and start to think about it yeah and that'd and be fun wouldn't it it'd be good i mean i talk to guys about it when i'm right. out there um as well just saying like hey there's other things out there you know don't forget leg day you know it's not just all about curls for the girls and right. stuff like that but well, you're also dealing with 20 hmm. somethings that you know are they already moving fast. Hey, and, they know, you know this. They've already got this. Yeah, they're, you know. They're going to do buys today. Because the other thing to think right. about, so we've been talking, you know, blood flow and keeping, right. preventing a G-induced loss of consciousness, G-lock. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is when you're pulling G's and you you have to set up to the side and watch someone and then try and rotate this way under load. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nicer to have muscle musculature to hold you as opposed to turning like that. Right. Ah, I just tweak something, you know. Right. In a real battle, you can't stop. No, in no, training, not we, for a tweak. We, in, you, yeah, in training, we can knock it off and come home. Got it. But, right. You know, but theoretically, the nice. training should prepare you for the performance, which in this case is G-force mm. in a fight. Yeah. Right. We also like, too, about it is it's pretty pretty quick. Like, do a squat. Do, right. do one of the other ones. It's an efficient yeah. use of time. Yeah, which use we don't have enough of. I mean, we're always right. training, always right. doing other stuff. Well, uh, you guys in the Air Force, listen up, okay? Navy, everybody flies fixed wings, listen up. Uh, do your squats, okay? Anybody you've got uh, under your command that is having trouble getting through the G-Force test, uh, have them squat. If you don't know how to teach them how to squat, find somebody that does or learn yourself because this is the, the obvious answer to this problem. A uh, little bit of weight gain, radical increase in squat strength will get you through the test. And uh, my recommendation as a non-pilot and Joey's recommendation as a pilot 
or that you do your squats. Thanks. Appreciate you being here, Joey. Yeah, glad to be here. Appreciate your time. And thanks for watching the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs>